Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Stay on Target. We're your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right. This is episode, I think, 146. You are correct, oh, sir. Oh, man. I'm right on it's the like money. It's like you had the Powerball uh, little little turner here, and you just pulled a number out, and it was right. That's awesome. This week, we are... I'm, I'm actually going to give you... Oh, boy. My Oscar predictions. Oh, yes. This is very true, Chris. And I told you, I asked you last week, I said... How many do you think you'll have right? Mm -hmm. And I asked you if you thought half, and you said half. And I said, I suspect you will get more than half, right? I said 60% yep. if I had to put a percentage on so, it. So we will see next week's show, if, mm -hmm. like, who's right. Yeah. If you got, you know, under 50%, then it's just like, psh, we're both completely wrong. Right. See, the thing is, I need to, like, keep track of these as we go. Maybe you should write them down as okay, we go. Okay, I'll write them down as we yeah, go. Because yeah, because yeah, yeah. I'm going to give them and then promptly forget them. That's totally that's totally fine, because I will write them down, Chris, <laughs> okay. in my uh, in my notebook. Your Moleskine notebook? Yes. Well, it's actually, it's 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 cardboard. It's oh. a cardboard notebook. Okay. So, I mean, but don't, doesn't Moleskine make the cardboard notebooks? I Probably. I, th I think it's still Moleskine brand. It might be. I don't see a brand's name on it because it's cardboard. It says John on the front okay. where I wrote my name All on right. the front well, of this cardboard notebook. John didn't make that. I really like so. the cardboard notebooks, I by the way. I'm, they are cool. Like, so, yeah, uh, this is weird, but like <laughs> the regular Moleskine notebooks, it just feels oddly permanent, you yeah. know? Yeah. Because it's like hard bound and yeah. like, you're just like, this is never, you know, once I put it in here, yeah. it's in here forever. That, yeah. you know, feels like oddly kind of disposable. Yeah. Or like so, I just take random notes and like, and, and. Yeah. You know, there's numbers in here for some. Oh, I think that was voting for something. Yeah. So yeah, there's there's uh, <laughs> there's random numbers and like just random notes where it's like I'm probably never gonna look at this note again, but today I need to take a note right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's awesome. So John, what have you been up to this week? Um. So I've been up to a, a lot of like just kind of hanging out, gaming, playing some Rocket League, a oh, lot of Rocket man. League over the weekend. Yeah. Um. I I uh, I I did. We did talk about my, that last week. Yes, yes, we did talk about that last week. You should check out the show where we talked about Rocket League. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, anyway, so I was playing Rocket League a lot, but whenever I wasn't playing Rocket League, I would basically put on a show, uh -huh. uh, whether it was on Netflix or, uh, you know, I've been watching X-Files or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I will just play like DS while a TV show is on. Nice. And just like, it's awesome, man. Nice. It's great. It's like a three screen experience because the DS has two screens and then the third screen is on the television. That's awesome. And uh, so... Uh, Catherine, my wife, uh, discovered Prison Break yeah. this past weekend and Shows, watched a bunch of it. was on a long time ago. Ten years ago, Chris. <laughs> they're using flip phones. <laughs> it's super strange. Uh, anyway, so I, I, I actually uh, had that was on whenever I was uh, playing some DS, playing some Fire Emblem. But what got me playing Fire Emblem again is there's a new Fire Emblem out. Fire Emblem... Um, I think it's Fates. Okay. Um, and there's a Birthright version and a, uh, a Conquest version. Anyway, so the new Fire Emblem is out. So I'm yeah. like, ah, I need to finish my my uh, the last Fire Emblem. Uh -huh. And so I just cracked it open and started playing it. So yeah, it's great. That's awesome. Yeah. So what have you been up to this week? Uh, not Chris? a whole lot, man. I've just been like doing some work. Um, but uh, I did get the chance. We caught up with Brooklyn Nine Nine. Nice. So good. Um, I've also been playing some Rocket League. Not as much as you. Uh, but I'm like every single second I spend with that game is just fantastic, dude. It's so much fun. I love that game, man. So much fun. So, uh, and I know like there are people out there who are listening that have been playing this since it came out on PC and are just like, oh gosh, God, you guys are like super late to the game. <laughs> and I, I, know. I, I played it whenever it was on uh, PS4 and loved it, but like it just wasn't like it's not. 
it's not that fun unless you play with your friends. Right. And I don't and have a ton of friends on PS4. Uh, so Fultron, uh, Josh Fulton, who's been on the podcast before, he was saying that he, he was like, yeah, he's like, Chris, you, you know, played it on, on PS4 a little bit. He's like, but man, he's like, you don't really get the full experience until you're playing with a, a team. No. And it's like everybody is is doing their thing and, yeah. and, and you can set up shots and stuff. So, yeah, it's uh, it's awesome, man. Yeah. It was awesome. Still, already, I, I I said this before. I don't know if I said it last week or whatever, but it's already some of the best like twenty dollars I've spent in the last twelve months. Or oh so. it's yeah, just, it's amazing. Easily, so much. Well, fun. we have some Rocket League uh, news. So, do you want to go ahead and do that? Let's go into the news. The news. All right. So, the first piece of news. Yeah. There are rumors of a. Well, actually, not rumors. It's true. <laughs> Rocket League is going to get a physical release, John. Really? Yes. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, we don't know any kind of details. We assume that it'll still be $20, but there's you know always the off chance that there will be a super deluxe collector's edition. That's what I was just thinking. I was thinking, what could be in the special edition? Yeah, so John. If there is a special edition, like what could entice me to buy this game twice, basically, for the special edition? Here's, here's what I want you to answer. I have two questions. Okay. How much would you pay for the special edition? Oh man! And then, what do you want to be in the special edition? So, I guess the 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 second question, like I'll, I'll answer that first. Yes, I want I want everyone to know that we are not announcing anything. Right, this, this hasn't even been announced. This is pr- pure speculation that has as is just now generating from my brain. Yeah. Okay. So, I would love to see. I guess on first impulse, I want a car. Like I want like a okay. physical car, and I like I don't know how uh, you can do it. you can do like the iconic thing, like one of the ones that's on the uh, on the 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 cover mm-hmm. of the game. Um, do you want like a that'd be fine a model car or remote control like, car? Like so, a remote control car would be cool, but I don't know. Like I would I don't I don't I I don't know that I would ever use the remote control. Well, I mean, aspect that's, of that's it. That's not the point. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but if they had like. The whole set of cars, like the cars that are available, and uh, if they were in like matchbox form or like really tiny kind of small form, yeah. that would be amazing. That would, would be really cool. And it would be even cooler if I then was able to get some paint and then like paint decals or if they provided decals in there where you could put decals of some of the different paint jobs um, that you can customize your car with onto the cars. That would be really cool. What if whenever you ordered it, you could... Oh my gosh! You could customize your car. Hmm. That would be the other thing. Is like, could you do multiple versions? And it's a little bit bigger, maybe the size of like a pop figurine or something like that, like a car that's that big. Mm-hmm. And uh, and basically, you get to choose which one you want. Like, there's mm. the cars come in like different. Like, you all, you get the Zippy Pack, or you yeah. get the the Venom Pack, or whatever the names of the cars. Um, that'd be amazing, Chris. Holy uh, cow! Yeah, the thing is, like, for a special edition for Rocket League. It's not like other games where you can include like, hey, here's so-and-so's diary or (laughs) here's extra like story content. Here's some strange coins. Here's Here's a gun. Here's some character profile cards. Right. Exactly. I mean, it's just like there are cars in this and that's it. What if it came with a Rocket League ball, like the actual like. Oh, my gosh, Chris. A full-size ball that you like hit into the net. I would totally do that. Mm -hmm. Um, Also. If it came with, I was thinking also you could do like a, a a middle tier maybe or something with like cards of all the different type of cars yeah. and that sort of thing. That'd be, so cool. that'd be kind of cool. What if there was a trophy in so, one of them? Oh my gosh, Chris. Because you do like at the end of the match or whatever, the trophy <laughs> kind of sits there, the digital trophy sits uh-huh. there and spins and stuff. Uh-huh. So, ooh, that'd be crazy. Wow. There's, I mean, this could be, <laughs> obviously there's not like a special edition announced or anything, but yeah. if they did a special edition, yes. that would get me to do it. Like I, yeah. I would buy those and I would pay a decent amount for them probably. Mm-hmm. Um, 
What price range would you say? I mean, I'm thinking oh. in the range of like it's already it's a twenty dollar game, so you assume already it's not like a sixty dollar release or whatever. So I'm thinking like maybe uh, sixty to eighty bucks. You know? Yeah, I think I was about to say that the max I would probably pay is about eighty. Like I don't think I'd pay a hundred dollars no, for this. No, no. I mean, unless you know, it just has something. It's all dependent upon what's in it. But like, I think the max. Yeah, like if I'm gonna, it'd have to be something really good for me to shell out. Another eighty dollars on top of the game, right? Whenever I already own the game, you right. know. So right. Well, uh, I'm thinking like that. That if I think about the like uh, smugglers boxes, like the Funko Pop boxes, like yeah. those specific boxes, which is completely know, different. What do you pay? You pay a little bit for those. Like you pay, you know, thirty dollars or so for those, and you get some stuff in there. So if like if it's like thirty dollars in addition to the twenty, yeah. So it's like twenty dollars and then an additional like thirty bucks, and you get a few things. That'd yeah. be really that'd be like that sweet price point. So. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's I think around eighty. Yeah. 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 We do know of something coming to Rocket League. Oh, we do. It's a Batman. The Batmobile, Chris. Yeah. Why did I say a Bat? Why did I put it like that? What if? What if? <laughs> it's the Batman car. That's what I was about to say. It's a Batman car. No, um, it's the Batmobile. Yeah, it's the Batmobile. The Batmobile from uh, Batman versus Superman. So I guess as a uh, as a advertisement, like a a I don't that's know. It's a tie-in. A tie-in. Yeah. 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 yeah, the the Batmobile from Batman versus Superman is going to be available in Rocket League. It's going to be like two bucks. Yep. I'm gonna let me pull up the actual like to make sure I'm I'm right on that. But it's like well, I mean the the DeLorean really is two dollars. Yeah, yeah, it's not expensive at all. I mean, and and uh, I'm gonna buy this thing as soon as it comes out. Oh yeah, dude. Oh yeah. I want to drive around in the Batmobile and do flips and yeah. One ninety nine starting March eighth. March eighth. Yeah. When does uh, Batman vs Superman come out? That comes out later this month. It comes out uh, next month. You mean? Yeah. Sorry, March like twenty something. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Okay. So it's coming out before the movie. I think it's literally like it was a month from yesterday or something like that. So yeah. It's, okay. Uh, yeah. Are we still seeing that? I think we're beforehand? gonna see. I think we're gonna see it in advance. Like they haven't sent out the tickets or anything like that. The pre-screening tickets or anything. But they're supposed to. So as we'll soon find as out. we see that movie, we will tell you, our humble and valued listeners. What we think of it. Speaking of that movie, Chris, mm. would you consider? I'm going to yeah. make you an offer. Would okay. you consider paying one hundred dollars to see Batman versus Superman unlimited times? No, no, no. So, <laughs> so that's actually a uh, what's what's what they're offering. Um, let me see. It is uh, Regal Entertainment Group. They're running a special promotion. For Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice, in the form of the quote, ultimate ticket, unquote. Mm. And it's a hundred bucks, and you can see the movie as many times as you want to. Yeah, I mean, I mean that sounds cool and all, but I don't think I'd even do that for Star Wars. Because I I might consider it for like I might have considered it for Star Wars. But I don't think I, I spent a hundred dollars total on seeing Star no, Wars. No, but I, I saw it in IMAX like because uh, that's per ticket. Like, like that's not three like, times. That's not like hey bring bring all your you know bring your friends and spouse right. and stuff. That's just like right. That's one ticket. It's for you. It's one person. Yeah. So let's let's put it in terms of like okay an IMAX movie. Generally around here those are about twenty bucks. Yeah. Okay. 18 to 20 So I'd have to see it five times in the IMAX to make up for it. If it's a normal theater, and this is a normal, like, uh, usually a 12, let's say even a, a $14 ticket. Okay? Yeah. Okay. What is, I'm terrible at math. Okay, I'm going to pull up a calculator. But I, but I think it's probably around, like, seven. 14, uh, or let me see, I need to do 100, 100. divided by 14. Yeah, yes. So that is 7.14 times. Yeah, so honestly, you'd have to see it eight times. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, eight to make times your money back. To make your money back. 
I'm not going to see that movie eight times, John. No, no. Does it come with anything else? No. I, anything, me, anything like a T-shirt or anything? So the ultimate ticket, no. No, it's that's just, just it. Yeah. Who in the right mind already thinks, oh, man, I'm going to go see this movie. So they're thinking that maybe a thousand, like there's only a thousand of these tickets available. In the uh, U.S. Nationwide, yes. Okay. So they're thinking maybe a thousand people would be interested enough to see this movie. The other thing about this, Chris, is I could see... Lots of like Marvel Universe, Marvel Cinematic Universe people, Star Wars people doing this type of thing. But those are established franchises. This is only the second movie in this series. And the first movie of the series was however many years ago. And it was, I mean, I don't know. I I don't know. I just don't. It doesn't have the track record necessarily to go ahead and buy the ultimate ticket. The thing is, somebody's buying this. because. They did this same thing. I think it was Regal. It might have been AMC, but I'm pretty sure it was Regal. Uh, did the same thing for Spectre. It was a hundred dollars. Mm. Although, uh, actually, I do. It was it was Regal because I was like, I could actually go do this. Um, Regal gave you you got this like uh, metal engraved with your name ticket, and it was That's like black right. with the Spectre. I'm looking at it right now. It's amazing. O- Octopus logo on it. Yeah. So that thing is like, well, that's a collectible. Yeah. That, that makes it super intriguing. You get to keep that, and then that's what you use to get into the movie every yeah. unlimited amount of times. So what's interesting about this one is that, and, and probably the same restrictions I would imagine are on the other Ultimate Ticket, um, but you can only see it once per day for the entire run of the movie. I mean, so it's not like you could just go on a Saturday why would you want and just to? sit there and watch it. Over. I mean, because like that's that's how I feel like a lot of people would do it. Is like Over and over and over well, again. Well, it's like, if yeah, if you want to just like, oh, I'm going to go see it twice today, you know? And you catch the the, the thing because even like with Star Wars, there were people who went at the midnight, and then I uh, I was I was conversing with someone who was yeah. going to come back at five a.m. and go see it again. But that makes sense with Star Wars. It does make sense with Star Wars, Chris. It doesn't make sense with Batman versus so, Superman. I guess my point is if if they're doing it again, it means they sold enough of the Spectre ones to make it worth it. Yeah, and you wonder if they're going to maybe... I mean, they're exploring this price range of like pre-selling tickets. But the thing, the reason that they would have made money, Chris, is if people really didn't take advantage. I guess, well, maybe not, because the movie shows one way or another, whether there's people in the seats or not. Right. You know, and so, especially late in a movie's life. Right. And so if they go ahead and pre-sell, you know, 10 viewings even, um, they make money. True. Well, I mean, I, I mean, if you're spending that much money on a movie, I would assume that... You're you're going to go see it, yeah. Like if I'm spending a hundred dollars on a movie, I'm not just gonna like go and see it once and then blow <laughs> off all the other showings. I'm gonna get my money's worth, man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You would sit there on the last day it's showing. You would try to sit there uh, for like I as said, many well, viewings as possible. I don't know whatever. if I do it on the last. At that point, I just cut my losses. Just and, get some, get a hot dog, get some popcorn. I'm here for the duration. I'll just say I'll never do that again. <laughs> I'm, I'm honestly kind of baffled that they don't have like a like that cool ticket. Yeah, like, well, I mean, uh, that was just like the one article I was looking at. What if it was at. in Maybe, the shape of a batarang? Let John. me see. Oh my gosh, so <laughs> many people would buy that, Chris, because you're pay- basically paying a hundred bucks for a batarang at that point. Yeah, um, yeah. So that is that, Chris. A hundred bucks, a hundred dollars. Speaking macaroons. Speaking of high prices. <laughs> oh my gosh, Chris. <laughs> we uh, we found out some. VR, virtual reality prices this week. And I have to say, like, I'm a little bit shocked, Chris. Yeah, it's the Vive is what came out this week. So uh, uh, refresh, I remember, we, we yes, had we, the price for Oculus, and now we have the price for Vive. What are they? So the price for the Oculus headset, just the headset, is uh, $600. But it also 
needs a pretty hefty gaming PC. If you don't have it already. Right, if you don't have a gaming PC already to play it. And even some people, I was was, uh, checking out some people in comments and things that have pretty hefty gaming PCs can't run it like they say yeah. oh here's the, click this button and find out if your computer can run uh the oculus or can run the vive or whatever and some like a lot of people were like surprised that they couldn't run it like uh, that new uh like max and things like that couldn't couldn't run something yeah anyway so yeah the uh so the price of a pc that can run it like if you don't have the pc that can run these headsets costs around a thousand dollars um so it's 600 bucks for that just the headset okay if 600 even yep okay. 600 even and then if you uh if if you have to have the pc as well it's a thousand dollars on top of that and then so HTC valve announced that the vive will cost $800. It's $200 difference. That's a $200 difference, Chris. Yeah. And it also requires a gaming PC that is uh, would be cost around $1,000 if you don't already have it. Yeah. Of course, some people will have them, and they can just like upgrade certain parts, and it will, it will cost a little bit less, yeah. that sort of thing. But yeah. Well, let's break it down for a second. So like the people who are saying, well, I have a PC, uh, but it's, it's not strong enough, or like I have, a, in their words, a really good gaming PC, but it's not um, good enough to run this. I I just I, I discount those people yeah. because they would be upgrade. If those are the people who are like building giant gaming PCs, they're right. going to upgrade at some point anyway. Oh right, right, right. So like honestly, like them complaining, it's like, well, so you're saying you're going to buy a video card this year <laughs> instead of next year? Right. Okay. Uh, I mean, whatever. That's a good point. Uh, as far as you know, someone who's just going to you know buy a brand new like you don't have anything for this. Yeah. I mean, that's a huge pro- that's a price investment. That's a gigantic investment, Chris. That's like six sixteen hundred dollars or, or eighteen hundred dollars. Yeah. And I just wonder, like, where the price difference between these two devices is. I mean, obviously, Vive knew or a Valve and HTC knew what the Oculus cost before they announced, but they were like, ours is worth two hundred dollars more than theirs. Uh, I mean, it might come down to components like. And it might come down to just the uh, the lifespan. So Oculus has been around in a, for a while in beta, right? And there are like plenty of people who have uh, earlier versions of Oculus. And so number one, Very true. they're producing these things uh, frequently. So that I'm sure they've developed relationships with suppliers and uh, better manufacturing techniques that make it cheaper to produce. Yeah, that makes sense. If you're the Vive, you know you're selling the Vive, then it's like well. This is brand new. We don't have any kind of like basis for this, and I don't expect them to sell it at a loss. And so, I, you know, I mean, they're a technology company. They have to make money by selling technology. Right. Yeah. They're not. They're not going to make their money back with games. You know, like I think it was the PS3. You know, it sold and 360. They both sold those consoles at a loss, and then they made their their money back on the games that they sold and mm-hmm. published. And that that's not an option for the Vive or yeah, even really HTC, the Oculus. You know. Yeah. yeah. And so. That's that could possibly be where the price difference comes in. The, the the real question is how much is PlayStation VR gonna cost? Yeah. It uh, they announced a um, press event for next month, actually two weeks from now, I believe, isn't Let it? Let me look it up. Yeah. Uh, they announced a press event to talk about. It might actually be next week to talk about the PlayStation VR. Meaning, we're probably getting PlayStation VR sometime this year. <sighs> I don't. It surprises me that they're doing it now, but kind of not because 
the launches of the new consoles did so well whenever they announced before E3 and didn't muddy the waters with E3 with a big hardware announce and just focused on games and gamers at E3. Right. And so I understand that strategy. Um, so like March the, 15th, by the way. And March that 15th. is, so that is two weeks from Tuesday. So it's two and a half weeks from now. It's a month before tax day. Oh boy. The, <laughs> Get those taxes done right after you watch this press conference. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a month before. So you have a month after that. Yeah. It's just like this kind of like get these done. It's it's the the cue to just start it up, you know, just just to open the the tax documents, yes. check out the check out all the ten ninety nines and W twos and all that. All the numbers of letters. <laughs> the conventional wisdom is that this thing's coming out this fall for Christmas and for, for PlayStation. I, yeah, and yeah. and honestly, like unless they decide to launch it for some reason before E three. Like, that's probably what they're going to do. Yeah. Um, the real question, though, is, like, the price came out about these. What is this going to cost? And they know what these cost now. Like, and that's the other thing is is we're yeah. sitting on uh, – they're sitting on the price. And I think about uh, the Xbox launch. So the Xbox One and the PlayStation 4, whenever Xbox went first, yeah. um, there have been people at Sony that said whenever they went first and they announced their price – Everyone at Sony breathed a sigh of relief. So you wonder if maybe Sony is coming, going to come under these, and you know this is just like, oh, thank, thank God that they uh, are f- far more than ours is priced at. I think, um, I think a c- couple things could happen with that. Yeah, you know, when you, yeah, it's a good comparison to talking about the the console launches in 2013. Right, they were going to cost the same amount. They were both going to cost $500 and the PlayStation was going to have the PlayStation I and the Xbox was going to have the Kinect bundled in. But whenever Xbox came out and said, hey, it's $500 with the (laughs) Kinect, then PlayStation was like, well, get that I out of here. We're going to sell it for $400. So I could see them doing the same thing. Yep. Going, you know, going back and saying, well, we need to come in under our competition. Let's take out some features or something that, you know, like, or use different suppliers or something that can lower the cost of this. Yeah. Say, is it possible to come in a hundred dollars under them? Yeah. Second thing though, that they have going for them though, is, you know, you said the, the computers that need to run these other systems, these yeah. other VR systems. Cost around a thousand dollars. Oh man, yeah. You know, you can right. get a, a PS4 for what? Is it three fifty or four hundred dollars right now? Yeah. So uh, what, one of those two. I mean, I mean, either way, that's that's less than half the cost to run these other VR. So already they have a huge leg up on the competition in that sense because, I mean, I have a PS4 sitting at home. Right. I can just go spend just a little bit of money, a fraction of the price of these other VR. I'm not going to go. It basically says, I am a PlayStation VR customer. I'm not a Vive customer or an Oculus customer because of the, the, the cost investment, the money investment you have to put into these things. Very true. And that's the other thing is like, I don't have a, don't have a PlayStation sitting at home. Right. And, uh, and, you also, I I don't have a, you don't have a high end PC. PC. Right. But, but a, even at this point, if PlayStation VR even comes in in the price range of any of these others, like at the same price of potentially the Oculus uh, at $600, it still is cheaper to buy the PlayStation 4 and get all of you know those games, those free games, those whatever that they do every month with PlayStation Plus, and then get the he- the Oculus or not Oculus, the PlayStation VR headset as well. Mm-hmm. It's still cheaper to do that than it is to invest in like an Oculus or invest in a, a Vive, definitely a Vive. But... My also, you mentioned that I think the the PlayStation VR 
actually has like an additional processor that comes with it that like kind of connects to the uh, PlayStation 4 console and mm. it basically does some of the processing, takes some of the processing load off of the console. So I also wonder if maybe it's not just the headset like mm. the Oculus is or like the Vive is. And so potentially is it going to cost Sony more to produce because it's a headset and it's an additional processor sitting over there yeah, that I mean, interfaces with your PS4. That's possible. That's entirely possible. If they, the thing is, for a, if you are in the market for VR and this is a value proposition, no matter how you shake it, unless you know, just Sony goes off the deep end and prices this thing at like a thousand dollars. Even if they did that, it's still cheaper than the other option. You know, like for me it or is. for you. Yeah, I mean and, it is. And I'm I'm super pumped about PlayStation VR. I really can't wait to play it. I can't wait wait to uh, to experience it. And so. As you and I are more along the lines of early adopters, I think mm-hmm. I'm more along the lines of an early adopter than even you are. Right. So, I mean, <laughs> I will probably, I will at least want to get this and probably will end up buying it, John. Like, I'm just going to be <laughs> honest. Something will happen. I'll end up buying this thing. Yeah. And Black uh, Friday is going to come along and you're going, I can't pass that up. Right. Well, uh, exactly. And <laughs> yes, that's, way, that's you, exactly what's going to happen. Right now, you can get a PlayStation with a game uh, packed in for uh, $350. That's fantastic. It's a fantastic deal. Yeah. So, so I'm going to buy it, but not everyone will buy this thing. And I think, you know, right. if, if it has an $800 or even if it has a $600 price tag on it, that's more than the console cost at launch. Yeah. Geez, dude. I mean, I, don't, I just don't know. How much money you can get people to spend on this, or how what the sales can look like if it's that expensive? Well, you also think about it the other side. Maybe they know. Maybe they they know. Okay, so not very many people are going to buy this. But what constitutes like a success of this device? Like what yeah. constitute like what install base would constitute as a success? And I also think about developers making games for VR. If the install base isn't very big. There's really no incentive to make uh, games for it. I mean, that's that's what happened with the Vita. Yeah. You know, the install base wasn't big enough to warrant AAA development on Vita games. Even Sony gave up on that. Right. I, you know, uh, there were there were some larger games, but I think, you know, I, the, the last AAA game was probably I mean, Assassin's Creed Liberation. Yeah. Like... Uh well I think Freedom Wars I mean if you look at Freedom Wars that was the last but one but that's not a major out. studio that's right like and that wasn't even a full price you know like Vita game it that's was, true uh, forty mainly, bucks I think yeah or I wouldn't I think it was like thirty dollars oh, when it released because the the full price for Vita games were like forty fifty bucks wow and uh, yeah it was thirty dollars whenever it released and so I'm not saying a AAA game can't cost less than sixty bucks or whatever right. but you know what I mean yeah you know so that's they've already done they did that with. Uh, with Vita, I would just hope they wouldn't make the same mistake again. But then here's the other thing. Let's think about this. Yeah. I'm pulling some news from different places right now. Okay. So Activision just recently laid off a bunch of people. Yep. Um, saying that we underest- overestimated the casual market. Right. So they're it saying was, that... It was at the studios that do Skylanders as well as uh, Guitar Hero. Right. And so they're saying, okay, the casual market isn't what, what we thought it was. These are mainly core gamers that are gaming on next-gen systems. Mm-hmm. So if we're saying, okay, most people who own a console right now, a PS4, most people who own a PS4 are right. core gamers. Those are the kinds of people who will buy tech like this. True. And if they will, then this is the perfect time to launch it 
mm-hmm. get it out there, get it in the hands of the the diehard faithful video game lovers, right. and then as the price comes down and as the tech and the uh, the the components of the device actually come down in cost, they can lower the price, and in the next couple of years roll out bundles and lower priced versions of it for the masses slash the competition. Yeah, like just take the feet right out from underneath them. Yeah, I mean because you you then have this huge install base of VR. Like who, what developer wouldn't want to work on a PlayStation VR game at that point? Right. And I also, you also wonder whenever I look at the, the PlayStation VR and like what their expectations potentially could be of this, I think about early on video game systems cost a lot. Like if you calculate inflation, video games and video game systems cost a lot more than they do today in the past, whenever they first started, whenever Nintendo kind of came out and, and Sega and all this stuff, they cost, they cost, they were expensive machines. And so if you want them to grow organically, similarly to how video games over time have, maybe that's the thing. But the non-gaming uh, applications of VR is also very intriguing to a lot of people. And PlayStation is more of a gaming-centric uh, VR experience, I would imagine. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of like the Kinect on windows pcs you know like gotcha. that's mainly used for like research stuff that's not used for gaming right i mean that's a whole nother discussion but even if you're you know say you're selling the vive you're not going to sell enough uh versions or units of the vive to researchers and developers you know for like hospitals and all this kind of stuff you're not going to sell enough to keep you afloat right you need the mass uh the mass market to to pick this thing up and run with it and so I don't know. I hope. It's I weird. hope that. I, I. I wonder if you know. Do you think we'll get an actual price at this event? I at least think we'll get a release date. Um, and you then think maybe a release date and then price at E three? Probably. Uh, probably so. Um, I know. But if you look at the PS four, whenever we announced the PS four, we announced the price, and yeah. it was very apparent. They were very transparent about. Okay, so here's what's what you're getting. Right. Here's when it's going to happen, and here's the price. You know, at, the, yeah. at their first event, it was a very kind of a long event. Yeah. But uh, I think well, that the same thing with the Xbox One. It. Right. Right. And uh, so. I think that that would be to, to tiered release this. If you don't see a price, the only reason I, I would say you won't see a price on March 15th is that actually, if, did we, I don't think we saw a price until E3. Really? Yeah. That's how, that's why, you know, they went later in the day. That's that was the mm. whole thing. Mm. So they, they did the console reveals separately. That's right. Remember that's right. They had two different press events. And then they did the price. I think that we'll see a price at E3. You we, think it'll be, it'll be the announcement. Hey, what is this? When is the release date? Uh, or at least the release window. And then, Hey, here's the price of E3. Drop the price at E3. You we're going to spend the next three months after this press event, hyping up PlayStation VR. And you'll hear about the games. Well, maybe not all the games because they'll save a lot of that for E3. But you'll hear about the functionality. You'll probably see some of the games running on it at right. this event. Right. You'll see things like No Man. Like they said, like for the people who were there, they can leave the uh, the press event and then go for, for the next four or six hours or something like that. They can go and play PlayStation VR. And so wow. uh, I think we'll probably see and hear about the, the games and demos that they have backstage at that event. Yeah. I don't think we'll we'll hear all of them. We might see something like No Man's Sky. Right. Um, I think they'll I think we'll see at least one big game like that at this event that's tied to PlayStation VR. I would I would think so. And then No Man's Sky makes a lot of sense because they that's game's been in development for a really long time. Yeah. Um and, and it's never been confirmed for VR. Right. But it's been heavily rumored. And it would make that's- sense. And then also because 
PlayStation's been been like helping out a lot with the development of that game, and so yeah. my my mind goes, why would PlayStation be helping out a lot with this game <laughs> unless they had a lot invested in how well it does on their device, and if their device is PlayStation VR, that it's a VR exclusive game on PlayStation VR, like a like a uh, almost like a console exclusive yeah. kind of thing um, would be, mm. but it's like VR exclusive to PlayStation VR, yeah, then. It would make a lot of sense that they would be, you know, delaying kind of. Oh, well, let's 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 get it right. Let's get the VR set aside right. Let's get this game, you know, really tightly yeah. done and, and have a lot invested in it. So it would make sense if that's what was happening. Yeah. Um, well, we'll especially since it's also been delayed. Yeah. I mean, when was this, we first heard about this? I think two years ago, <laughs> at 2014. Yeah. E3 2014 was when we heard about No Man's Sky, and at that point, it was supposed to come out that fall. Yeah, and then it got delayed in 2015. Then we saw it again at E3 2015, and, and it was the, like, oh, maybe this year. And then yeah, it was then, like, nope. no, not this year. <laughs> not this year. I mean, it's an ambitious project for sure. Oh, like yeah. you know, unlimited worlds that self-generate and all this kind of stuff. But yeah, I think honestly, the the real reason I think you're probably right on the money. The real reason for the delay is the incorporation of VR or mm-hmm. into VR and uh, getting it running well on PlayStation VR. Right. Either right. way, I'm super excited. So pumped. I can't wait. Like, uh, let's, what, what's happening on the podcast after that date? Oh, we will find out, but it might be a movie. I'm not sure. Um, let me see. So the 15th uh-huh. doesn't look like anything. Nope. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that. Yeah. On the podcast that goes up March 18th. That's right. So we'll have a couple days to digest, to to feel out what's going on, to get make sure we get all the coverage, mm-hmm. and then we talk about Is it. Is that episode 50? That is, oh man, when is episode 50? <laughs> is, I need, a, need a look at that. Is I'm, that even on the calendar? Uh, it is Ooh. on the calendar. I put it on the calendar. I think that episode 50 is the next week? Okay. The next week. That's a, that's a movie review. Oh gosh. Is that Batman vs. Superman? I don't know. That'd be awesome if it was, Chris. Holy cow. I don't know. I don't, I'm, I'm trying to find episode 50 here. Let me just search. <laughs> I need to search rather than just clicking around on random days on my calendar. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so 50. Let me just search for that there. It is, it is on March 25th. And so that... Is the uh, the Batman versus Superman review and at, at one fifty? One fifty. We've been that's saying right. fifty. Yes, we were saying fifty. It's, we already did. Been there, done that, Chris. Episode fifty. Yeah. It's, it's already happened. It has already. So Batman versus Superman is going to be our our one fiftieth episode. One hundred. It's going to be appropriately epic. Um, and I'll dress up like Batman <laughs> if you dress up like Superman and we fight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> How does that even make for like good audio? It's just like it's just noises of us like yeah, just like banging on things and rustling just, just, around yeah, on the ground. Yeah, you know, <laughs> some laser eyes going off and I mean, we don't, batarangs I don't, flying through the I air. I don't have laser eyes though, John. But Chris, we can we can give you laser eyes for the podcast. Okay, the last piece of news I wanted to cover <laughs> is that the um, the new Call of Duty map pack comes out for xbox next week Yeah, it's already out for playstation 4 um and so it's coming out for xbox one and pc on march 3rd yeah so this should technically honestly be in next week's show as news yeah okay but i want to just give everybody a heads up that it's happening go ahead and like get the season pass or pre-order if you're wanting to do it i'm super excited to get back into zombies it's going to be a zombies map that Continues the story from Black Ops 2 and 1, unlike the main map in the main release of Black Ops 3. Uh, yeah. So baffled at that. But it's going <laughs> to it's gonna hopefully not only continue that story, but hopefully have an achievement for finishing that DLC. Yes, because the, the, the current Zombies map did not have no. an achievement for and finishing that And I know it sounds Easter dumb egg. that 
finishing the game is not enough for me, John. The satisfaction yeah. of defeating hordes upon hordes of zombies and coming up with the solution to obscure puzzles yeah. and ridiculous things. Yeah. It's not satisfying. I have to have it's not enough. an achievement. I have to have a 75 gamer score achievement, John. It's not even that high. No, it's not. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't, it's not about, like, <laughs> it could be a zero gamer score achievement and I'd go for it. That is just, it's just for that, that sound. The, the boink. It's the bragging rights. Yeah. There's, there's something that torments me, John. What torments you, Chris? The fact that I, there are zombies achievements from Black Ops 2. Oh, my goodness. That I didn't finish on that cowboy level. Mm hmm. And mm-hmm. they were so simple. Oh, they're very easy. And uh, and I think you ran with Ike one night and finished them while I was like at work or something. I think I had a video shoot. <laughs> there was a, so there was okay one map that same exact thing happened where I think you guys stayed up like all oh, night die long rise. doing on yeah. die rise, and then I did the same thing. Like we did the same thing. Where it was like all night long on uh, <laughs> on the the cowboy map, the, yeah. the one that was in like it wasn't it wasn't even in the Western United States, but it was in it was in a Western town somehow. Yeah, I, don't I know think that, you were out of town for die rise. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, we should we should go back. Yeah. We should do Die Rise. The rumor is thus, Chris. Yeah. The rumor is that eventually this year they're going to make that one backwards compatible with Xbox One, which would mean that we could go back on an Xbox One and get all those achievements. Well, if okay. We're going to pack here now. Okay. If that happens, we are immediately going Whoa. back and getting those achievements. Whoa. The second it happens, the second, second just, just leave work, just psh, gone. I mean, I don't know about that, but... That weekend. Xbox on, we're rolling. Yes. I love it. I'm going to quit my job <laughs> and go play go play Black Ops 2. <laughs> and get those achievements I missed. I'll just take a vacation day. It'll be fine. Yeah, be yeah, fine. Yeah. All right, cool. So th- we're making the pact. That's, 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 that's happening. decided. Okay. Yeah, we need to get, we actually need to get Ike in on this. That's right. We need to uh, get, a, get a three-way pack going on. Pack? Packed. Pact. What am I talking about, Chris? I'm losing my mind. That's what's happening right mm. now. It's okay. Three-way pact. That's the news. Hello, Chris. My Hello. name is Oscar. You have to predict things to me. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we're gonna look at the 2016 Oscar nominees. The Oscar nom nom nom. nom I'm gonna give you. The, yes. <laughs> Oscar nom 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 nom. <laughs> I hope they tell that joke at the Oscars. And uh, the Oscar nom 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 noms are. <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna give you my predictions for every category. Okay. Every single category i've got my pen i've got my uh my, my cardboard notebook as we discussed earlier yeah i'm ready for this Chris. my preparation has involved this i have watched all the best picture nominees <laughs> i I've, was thinking you were gonna start my preparation has has been at least 30 minutes of meditation in the morning <laughs> Sure. <laughs> Followed by a, a listening of each soundtrack. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, continue. So I've seen all the best picture nominees and some of the other ones. So I'll I'll tell you. Uh, well, I don't I don't have to tell you which ones. Anyway, I've seen all of these in the first category. First okay. category is best picture, and the nominees oh, are. We're starting with the big one, Chris. Well, I mean, might as well. Yeah. Best picture nominees are The Big Short, Bridge of Spies, Brooklyn, Mad Max Fury Road, The Martian, The Revenant, Room. And Spotlight. I'll tell you, John, all these movies are really good. The ones that I'm confused as to why they are on this list. Okay. All right. Well, I'll provide some commentary. Bridge of Spies. Don't know why that's on here. Okay. And honestly, The Martian. It was a great movie, but 
not, it doesn't deserve it best doesn't, picture. It doesn't seem like the typical Oscar nominated best picture movie. Like it does, it, like if you think about the types of movies that they would normally yeah. say these are nominated for best picture. Yeah. This one is a strange one to, to have on this list. It is. I and like it, that it's on the list, but it's a strange one to have on the list. It is. And uh, Bridge of Spies stars Tom Hanks and Spielberg. Or not, it doesn't star Spielberg. It was directed by Steven Spielberg. They're both on the like Oscar panel or whatever. Like they're they're involved with the Oscars. So I'm like, you know, I don't know. So it makes oh, sense. There's a lot of sirens outside. Logically, right now. yes, there are. I don't know where they're coming from either. Because we're up on top of the hill. What if, what if it's it's on fire downstairs? The house. <laughs> you want me to go check? No, I can go check. It's okay. Okay. I think we so hear something. If if the house was it rumbles and uh, and the upstairs becomes the downstairs, yeah. we will then know that the downstairs was on. The fire. backstory for um, the one I'm going to predict is the winner. Okay. The revenant. The revenant is okay. Chris's prediction. The Oscar goes to mm-hmm. or the Crosker. I'm going to call him Crosker. Crosker. C H R. And then Oscar. Uh, Like the two that I think, or actually there's three that I think could win. Revenant, Spotlight, and The Big Short. Those are the ones. The uh, Revenant, just because it was such a huge production. Like I ran into uh, somebody uh, from LA a couple weeks ago, and he was telling me one of his friends worked on The Revenant. Nice. Whenever they were shooting in South America, and they were in such cold temperatures, his only job was to sit next to the lenses. They had to keep them out in the cold because like if you bring them in from the warm, bring them out in the cold, they're going to fog up. You can't have that. But they have a minimum temperature that they can actually survive in because if they go below that, they'll crack. Yeah. And so his only job was to sit next to the lenses and continually check them all with a thermometer nice. to make sure they weren't getting too cold. For a second, I thought you were going to say breathe on them to make sure. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, no. To check them all. I'm like, that sounds like a horrible job. <laughs> sit there for eight hours. Ten hours a day, just sit there Dude, checking. But it's an important lenses. job. It's a very important job. It's if 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 he hadn't done his job, there would be no movie. That's that's very true. Or at the very least, there wouldn't have been certain lenses in that movie. Right, would have been shot on an iPhone. Oh gosh, <laughs> that would be gross. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm predicting The Revenant for Best Picture. All right, actor in a leading role: Brian Cranston for Trumbo, Matt Damon in The Martian. Leonardo DiCaprio, The Revenant, Michael Fassbender, Steve Jobs, and Eddie Redmayne, The Danish Girl. I think Leonardo DiCaprio is going to get... You think it's his year? His first Oscar. Holy cow! So, Chris... I think it's his time. Statistically, Uh my thought is that... So, it's it's just like if you're flipping a coin, and it keeps coming up heads, and someone says, Oh... I'm going to pick tails this time because it's due to come up. Uh-huh. That is the wrong theory. I mean, I'm not the saying... The theory that, is yeah. that if, if it hasn't come up the hundred times it's been up before, then it's probably not going to come up this time. Yep. So I'm just going to say that seems like that would be amazing, and I would, I would love that, but... But that's in an odd scenario where you're flipping a coin. This is true. This is, involves human beings making a decision. And I'm not saying that they're going to just give him an Oscar just because he hasn't had one in the past. I'm saying that this role is good enough to win Best Actor. Okay. And you're saying all of his other roles weren't good enough to win Best no, Actor No, I'm before? saying the, the, the years when he, whenever he's up against someone else. That makes sense. They weren't... They weren't... It wasn't enough. It's more like the competition yeah. was, was stiff before. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So... Um, 
Leonardo DiCaprio, The Revenant. Okay. Actress in a leading role. Oh, actually, I wanted to say something about that. There's a fun game. Number one, there's a lot of if, – if he doesn't win, the possibility of what the scenario I'm describing could take place. It would be hilarious. And I've seen this, I think, in a couple of gifts around the internet. Mm-hmm. If Leonardo DiCaprio doesn't win, whenever he's like old or dead, some actor portrays him in a movie that portrays him never winning an Oscar. And that actor wins an Oscar for his portrayal of Leonardo DiCaprio. That would be really ironic. That would be super ironic and awesome. So that sounds like you just have, have laid out the plot to a very meta movie, Chris, where, <laughs> where you're writing a movie about an actor who's playing Leonardo DiCaprio who never won an Oscar, and that right. actor wins an Oscar. Yes, that's what I just described. No, I'm saying you write the movie oh, about the I actor. I should do it? You oh. write the movie about the actor who plays oh. Leonardo DiCaprio. And so make up this whole fictitious world. It's like a movie within a movie within a movie. Where he doesn't win for The Revenant. Exactly. Okay. That's not going to happen. <laughs> because your prediction is on. Yeah. There's also, there's I, have, a- I have big faith in you, Chris. I have a lot riding on this. I've said 60%. <laughs> okay. So there's, That'll get 60% of these right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You've, you've got to. There's also this crazy like endless runner game of... Uh, Leonardo right. DiCaprio trying to catch the Oscar out right now. I'll post that at statetargetpodcast.com. It's, it's hilarious. incredibly hard. It's really hard. I made it to level um, six. It's my highest level, I think, or eight, one of the two. Well, like, and there's these mini games where you have to like beat certain people to the <laughs> yeah. Oscars or like get to the limo door <laughs> and that yeah. type of thing. So, yeah. yeah, it's it's pretty hilarious. Actress in the leading role: Kate Blanchett for Carol, Brie Larson in Room, Jennifer Lawrence in Joy, Charlotte. Rampling for 45 years, Sior Ronan for Brooklyn. I'm going to say it's going to be Brie Larson for Room. She did a fantastic, fantastic job in that movie. Nice. Yeah. It's a great movie, too. It's super intense. Does it take place in one room? Uh, a, lot of, a lot of it does, yes. Cool. I'm not going to say anything else. Don't say anything else? All right. Actor in a supporting role, Christian Bale for The Big Short, Tom Hardy for The Revenant, Mark Ruffalo for Spotlight, Mark Rylance for Bridge of Spies, Sylvester Stallone for Creed. Now, this is a tough one, John. Okay. I mean, this one, I could see several of these guys taking it. I could see Christian Bale in the Big Short, Big Short taking it, Tom Hardy in The Revenant, Mark Ruffalo in Spotlight, Sylvester Stallone in Creed. Like, I could see all four of those taking it, okay? Mm. And the ones that, like, Tom Hardy is, like, completely out of his element. Like, you forget that it's Tom Hardy. He mm. lost a lot of weight. He talks with this crazy accent. Like, he completely transformed himself for this role. The thing is, he's done that before. So is that your pick? Chris? No, because it's not surprising, because he's, he's done that several times. Ooh. This is a Tom Hardy, very Tom Hardy thing to do. Same thing for Christian Bale. He, like, he wore, like a, he wore a, a, contact, a huge contact lens, because the guy he was playing was supposed to have a glass eye. Mm. And, um, and, and you know, he, like, he was playing this very, like, uh, uh, not, not crazy, but he was this very intense like intensely smart person yeah and so like his his performance is kind of over the top but that's that's totally christian bale yeah he does that kind of stuff in, and so uh, i don't in think rescue dawn he starved himself and mm-hmm. ate bugs and the machinist yeah. lost a lot of weight for that that's just no longer enough if you're christian bale anymore to just do some kind of physical transformation it's like well you do this every day yeah whenever he's know? batman he talked like this yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> sylvester stallone Great performance in actor and supporting role. I think his, I think he got an Oscar nom, nod for uh, Rocky two or three. I think it was two. Uh, I don't remember. Chris. Anyway, 
So he's had it before. I don't think he's going to win, however. It, this, oh, this was a great... If you've seen the movie, um, you know, he, uh, he goes through um, some physical changes in that as well. And it's a great performance. So I could see it going to him. But you wouldn't a, be surprised. I would not be surprised. Okay. okay? I would but you not, just don't... That's not your prediction. <sighs> see, I'm, I'm waffling between Sylvester Stallone nice. and Mark Ruffalo. So Spotlight, all right? Phenomenal movie. Everyone should go see it. Mark Ruffalo in Spotlight gave such an emotionally wrenching performance that I can't ignore it. Okay. So is I that could your pick, not Chris? ignore him. Is that your pick? That's my pick, John. You're, you're going back and forth. You got to uh, pick one. Well, I'm going to go with Mark Ruffalo, even though okay. I think Stallone could take it. I'm going to go with Ruffalo. You've got a sparkle in your eye whenever you talk about Mark Ruffalo in this movie. Ruffalo. Even whenever for... you were first reading the list, yeah. there's a little there's a little twinkle in your eye ah. whenever you said his name. So I'm going to go with the twinkle and say that your uh, your your pick is Mark Ruffalo. It is Ruff- Mark Ruffalo. Okay. Actress in a supporting role: Jennifer Jason Leigh for The Hateful Eight, Rooney Mara and Carol, Rachel McAdams in Spotlight. Alicia Vikander for The Danish Girl, Kate Winslet for Steve Jobs. Stuff one, two. Some great performances in here. Rachel McAdams, Alicia Vikander, Kate Winslet, Jennifer Jason Lee. I'm going to go with, man, this is tough, dude. I hate making these calls. You got to make the calls, Chris. Yeah. If you don't make the calls, I can't say that you got 60% right. I'm going to say Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet, awesome. Yeah, that's who I'm saying is winning this category. All right. No other explanation, just in the gut feeling. Animated feature film. Anomalisa, Boy in the World, Inside Out, Shaun the Sheep movie, When Marnie Was There. Inside Out all the way. Okay. It's taken this. I saw Inside no Out competition. a couple of weeks ago, and I have to say, it was incredible. I think Inside Out should have been nominated for Best Picture. I feel like it was, it was that high of a, of a it caliber It was better movie. than The Martian. And it was better than Bridge of Spies. So, so has an animated film ever been nominated for Best Picture? Um, I don't know off the top of my head. Yes. Okay. We, I looked this up. Um, I believe it was uh, Beauty and the Beast was yeah. the first animated movie to be nominated. Makes a lot of sense. Um, Toy Story 3 and uh, Pixar's Up. Nice. Those, all three of those make perfect sense to me. Yes. Um, so they've been nominated. None of them won. And but that's the thing. I, I I think Inside Out should have been nominated. Yeah. It seems like that 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 type of movie seems like the uh, it was it was incredible. I don't know. Right. It was technically awesome, and it was outside of of the norm for some of what Pixar is doing, like from an animation standpoint. It's got the, some other nods in here side. that I that I like as well. So we'll get to that. Yeah. Cinematography. Okay. Carol, the Hateful Eight. Mad Max Fury, Fury Road, The Revenant, Sicario. I don't know why they don't put the cinematographer's name next to these, because that's who's actually getting the Chris, award. that would only make a lot of sense. Exactly. <laughs> this, is, this, is the, uh, this is the website, so I'm going to look them up real fast here. But uh, I can tell you the, the, one, I, the one I do know. So my, my favorite for this. Your favorite. So your pick. Yes. Is it your pick or your favorite, Chris? Because those could be two no, different it's, it's things. My, it's my pick. Okay. Emmanuel so. Lubezki. Okay. Everyone calls him Chivo. Okay. I think he's going to win for the third time in a row, John. For the third time in, in a row, like he, consecutive years. He, he won uh, three years ago for Gravity, the cinematography in Gravity. 
Man, that was a beautiful movie. Well, exactly. It won last year for the cinematography in Birdman, which was essentially a two-hour-long one-take. That's uh, also a beautiful movie. I mean, it had some edit points, but he made it look like all one-take. And then The Revenant, which was just the one of the most beautiful movies. Every single shot looks like a painting or something you would hang on the wall. Like, I've never seen anything like it. It's insane. Yeah, dude, I've seen still frames. I haven't seen The Revenant. I need to watch it. Uh, but I, I've seen like still pictures of The Revenant, and it really does. It's like, man, you could frame that, pop that on a wall. We're yeah. good. I mean, he also did, uh, if you remember the cinematography for Children of Men. Yes. Um, he did that. He's done, he's done a lot of a lot of movies and uh, worked with both Inuritu and um, uh, what is his name? Who did Gravity? Curon. Yeah. Alfonso uh, Curon. Alfonso. Yeah. And so he, like, he's, he's uh, Chivo has done a lot really like him. I honestly think that the only runner-up in this category would be Roger Deakins for Sicario. Hmm. Sicario, there's some really cool things in there. Like, um, There's a couple of sequences where they use thermal imagery and, um, and uh, infrared cameras, and they actually use those like in the movie. Wow. It's not like created in post or something like that. Hmm. And um, there's like some some really cool like cinematography in that movie, like uh, cameras mounted to uh, cars that are racing down Mexican streets and stuff like that. Like, it's awesome. yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's really cool. Roger Deakins, like he's a he's a staple in the industry. Um, I just don't think that it compares like any other year. Yeah, Sicario would have a shot. Sorry, Chivo uh, came out with The Revenant. I mean, that's one of those things where it's like you know we're talking about Leo and yeah not winning. It's like well you know every single year it's it's not only about like the achievement that you made yeah but it's about the competition that yeah year who as well. else came out with something awesome within that calendar year right crazy costume design Carol Cinderella the Danish Girl Mad Max Fury Road The Revenant what is your pick for costume? <laughs> so- Design. I'll tell you my favorite. Okay, so is your favorite the same as your pick? No. Oh. Okay. What's your uh, What's your What's your favorite? My favorite is Mad Max Fury Road. Is it just because you like that movie a lot? I like the movie a lot. It's so different from normal like costume design winners. And is that why it's not your pick? That's why it's so different. That's why it's not my pick. The pick is the Danish Girl. Okay. Directing. Best director. I don't know why. The, why did they put this way down here? Anyway, best director. The Big Short, Mad Max Fury Road, The Revenant, Room, and Spotlight. All right, so uh, Big Short, Adam McKay, Mad Max was, man, I'm trying to do this all from memory, George Miller, The Revenant, Inuritu, Room. Lenny Abramson. Okay. And Spotlight. Was Tom McCarthy, dude? So let's just let's just, let me just let me just take a second, yes, and say, Oscars, <laughs> get your website together. Yeah. <laughs> if the director is, I mean, if the movie's up for best director, list the director. If the movie is up for best cinematography, list the cinematographer. Yeah. Like, come on. This is, this is stupid. These are the people that will walk on your stage and accept the award from your organization. Their names should be on your website. Yeah, this, is, this is the dumbest list ever. Come on. I mean, and I, I, anyway, just, no. just wanted to throw that out there for a second. Director. All right. Yes. I think the, the, the two that are up for, that are competing, Mad Max, so George Miller. Okay. And... In your Ritu for 
The Revenant. Mm, okay, so those two are like they're up in the air, but yeah. you have to pick, Chris. I can't just put down two names and give you half half points. So that's the thing. My gut tells me the I revenant. Mean, I guess we're making these reels, Chris. We're making we're making or reels. We're making the rules for this. We can do that if we you are. put both of these down, and then you get a half point if you get it no, right. No, no, no. I don't want to do that. Okay, okay. I, I, I want to do or die. Okay, do or die, Chris. <laughs> Which one? The Revenant, Mad Max. I wish it was George Miller. It's going to be the Revenant. It's another one of these situations. He's going to win. So you think the Revenant is basically cleaning up? Is what you? I think the Revenant is cleaning up. Yeah. Oh okay. yeah, for sure. Yeah, okay. Documentary feature. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you I've seen none of these. Nope, yep, seen none of them. Although I can give you a, an educated guess. The okay. documentary features are Amy, Cartel Land, The Look of Silence, What Happened, Miss Simone, Winter on Fire, Ukraine's Fight for Freedom. I'm going to go with Cartel Land. Okay. Is that just a gut feeling or is that like uh, it's got, it's got, it has, a, has a lot of buzz. Okay. Documentary, short subject. So this is short documentaries. Cool. Body Team 12, Chow Beyond the Lines, Claude Landsman, Specters of the Shoah, A Girl in the River, The Price of Forgiveness, Last Day of Freedom. Okay. I'm going to go with Last Day of Freedom, and I don't know anything about any of these. So it's not like you've had it heard buzz. It's not like... Nope. Okay. So it's, I'm probably going to be long, so wrong. So what was that one? What, what was that one? Last Day of Freedom. Last Day of Freedom. So yeah. here's, the, here's the question. Uh-huh. So these, the ones that you're kind of just taking shots in the dark at... Yeah. Do you want to count those? Yeah. Okay. Yes, we have to count those. All right, Chris. I'm just, I like I said, I have a lot of faith in you, and I want my <laughs> 60% to matter. Okay, so last day of freedom. Okay. Film editing, I'm very confident about this one, John. You're so, very confident. Okay, yes. I'm going to put a VC next to it for very confident. <laughs> yes. Film editing, The Big Short, Mad Max Fury Road, The Revenant, Spotlight, Star Wars, The Force Awakens. Woo! Yeah, it's the first nomination for Star Wars. It's not going to win, though. No. Spotlight. Sorry. Gosh dang it. <laughs> Wrong movie just came out of my mouth. <laughs> the Big Short's going to win. Chris, are you sure you don't? I'm going to put in parentheses. Chris said Spotlight first. <laughs> I just pulled a par- Paul Harvey <laughs> and announced the wrong <laughs> So wait, Chris, winner. which one is the correct one now? The which Big Short. The Big Short. The Big Short's going to... So, okay, this is my explanation for this, all right? Let me explain it. This movie... So there are some movies, okay, like there are some movies like it's just this is well edited, you know. Uh, for instance, I would say The Revenant, very well edited. Star Wars: The Force Awakens, very well edited, very yeah. fast, yeah, uh, but super well edited. That's why they're on the list, okay. But then there are some movies that just get fancy with it, yeah, super fancy editing. Or um, like it, it makes a show of 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 yes of it. It's like here, look at what we can do because I'm so good at editing. <laughs> I'm a virtuoso editor, is what you're saying. Yep. That's what the big short is. Okay. Okay. You just need to see it to believe I, it. I wrote it down, and I put very, very, uh, very confident. Mm-hmm. VC next to it. Foreign language film. I've seen none of these as well. Embrace of the Serpent, Mustang, Son of Saul, Thebe, A War. I'm going to go with Thebe, because I don't know what it is. <laughs> it sounds intriguing, and though. It, yeah, I, that's, if I was going to like, oh, which one do you want to watch? I don't know. I want to see what the word name Thebe is. I don't know. This could be... Oh, F. F? Because that's a letter. What is wrong with me? T-H-E-E-B. That is F. surprisingly not how I would have spelled it in my mind. Makeup and hairstyling. All right, we're back on track okay, here with, we're back. with things I can actually talk about. Woo. Makeup and hairstyling. Mad Max Fury Road. The 100-year-old man who climbed out the window and disappeared... 
or The Revenant. Mad Max Fury Road all the way. Okay. I like it. There's only three nominees for that one, so your chances of success yeah. are at 33% on that <laughs> yep. one single one. I like that. Those good. are, those good. are good, those good odds. Those are good odds. We should figure out what my odds of actually getting 60% we are. We really should. We should do some maths on this, Chris, and I should tweet out right before the Oscars air, I should, t- I should tweet out a picture of the, this list that I've written, and hopefully people can follow along at home with their uh, and, and read my terrible handwriting. You should. As we go through yeah. and check off whether or not Chris is right. <laughs> yes, we should. Okay, so oh, what are we? Oh, musical. Did I already uh, say this yet? Uh, hang on. I didn't write down makeup and hair. St- oh, it was Mad Max. That's what it was. Mad Max. Mad Max, okay. yeah. Mad Max. Okay, we're good. Music, original score. Mm. Bridge of Spies. Carol. The Hateful Eight. Sicario. Or Star Wars The Force Awakens. Ooh, that's, that's a tough one, Chris. It is a tough one. Because I have to uh, balance this between Sicario and Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Hmm. So original score. I mean, we th- we think about. I'm thinking in my mind, Star Wars has a lot of original music, but it also has some mm. well-known music, and it was mm-hmm. influenced by some some well-known film music. Yeah, that could either go for it or against it. Yeah, I think the Academy could go either way on this. So no, um, Sicario, like a lot of the there's. If I was to play you the soundtrack, mm. I don't know that you would be immediately impressed by it hmm. until you pair it with the movie. Interesting. And you realize how much it adds to the movie. There's this overall feeling of tension and intrigue. Interesting. Okay. So that's where I'm at with Sicario, but like it's just but whenever you watch it. What does it, that you're... mean, Chris? Does that mean that, that the Academy will look at it and say, This was a we're we're you know, judging this as a soundtrack to a movie. Yes. If, but that's what it means. Okay. The other thing that it means, I also could see them going the way of Star Wars because they want to, they want to give an Oscar to John Williams. Yeah. I mean, he's getting old. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't soundtrack know. Soundtrack is amazing. Yeah. Soundtrack is amazing. What, did Some he win for work. any of the Star Wars movies? I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, Right. I don't think that any Look of this, that up. Yeah. yeah. And so I can see them going that way as well. The other movies on here, not really. Like The Hateful Eight, I'm honestly kind of surprised is on here. It was okay, but it wasn't anything mind-blowing. I'm just kind of like, well, whatever. This is it's a score, but it, like, it wasn't even like a quintessential Western kind of score. If it had been that, that's kind of what I was expecting from the score for The Hateful Eight. So Sicario, between Sicario and The Force Awakens... It's a hard one. I'm going to go with Sicario. Okay. That's kind of like, it sounded like that's where you're leaning, and I could see them leaning that way if it really enhances the movie-going experience. Yeah, it does. And so it's all about the you know the Oscars being about movies yeah. and not about the, the best music. That's the thing. Star Wars makes me tear up and cry every single time, man. I know, man. The Ray's music. theme. Holy cow. <sighs> so Holy cow. I'm going to go with Sicario against my better judgment. Okay. Okay. Against your better judgment, Chris? No, uh, just against my desires. Like if I was, if I was in the academy. See, what we're doing is I'm not voting for who I want right. to win. I know. Okay? I we're know. voting for who I think will win. That's true. Which is just like I'm. You know, you're trying to read some amorphous organization's desires. <laughs> this is true. This is true. All right. So let me see. John Williams has actually won. Uh, Oscar for Star Wars, the original Star Wars. 
So that makes more sense. I, I'm more confident in my choice now. Yeah. Because it's like, yes, you're right. A large portion of Star Wars, The Force Awakens soundtrack and score incorporates a lot of themes and a lot of ideas from the other Star Wars movies. I mean, it was that way with all the sequels. Right, right. I think and he's he deserves- nominated for pretty much all the other sequels as well. So for Empire Strikes Back and for Return of the Jedi. That's, so he was nominated for uh, those as well, but didn't win. Other, other, uh, other scores won. Fun fact... Ah. about uh, John Williams and the Oscars. Um, Williams currently holds the record for the most Oscar nominations for a living person and is the second most nominated person in Academy Awards history behind Walt Disney's 59. He's been nominated for 50 Academy Awards. Whoa. Yeah. How many has he actually won? Uh, He has won... let me see four Oscars for best original score and one for best scoring adaptation and original song score. Um, I'm trying to see if you want anything else. I, I think so five. He's, so won, he's five. won five. Yeah. Wow. That's wild. That's intense, man. That so is intense. He is, uh, he probably doesn't go anymore. For... He's just like, I'm not going this year. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> well, so that means, Oh man, that means 50 times. Yeah. And, that's probably almost every year for the past 50 years. He's yeah. Been not, that's insane. Well, I mean, multiple times, multiple things, too. I mean, that that's too, crazy, yeah. dude. Oh, yeah. Music, original sc- songs. Original song? Original song. I misread that. <laughs> okay, this is what's crazy to me. This list does not include what I think should be the winner of this category or who I would vote for. If I was going to vote for a best original song, it would be See You Again featuring Charlie Puth by Wiz Khalifa from Furious 7. Yeah. The song was everywhere. Everywhere. Fantastic song. It's a good song. All right. So here's who was actually nominated. Earned it. Fifty Shades of Grey. So that's the thing. They don't put the artists on here. Yeah. They're not putting... Oh, they didn't even put... Uh, did they put the uh, the writer of the scores? The scores? No. Yeah. What in the world, Chris? John Williams. Literally the second most nominated human being for the Oscars. And they didn't put his name on the website. Yeah. Oscars. Come on. Yeah. So... If I can remember who these people are or who, who these are by, I'll tell you. But Earned It, Fifty Shades of Grey, uh, that was by uh, The Weeknd. Manta Ray, Racing Extinction, don't know who that is. Or what, who sang that? Simple Song, number three, Youth, don't know who sang that. Till It Happens to You, The Hunting Ground, don't know who, who did that. Writings on the Wall, Spectre, Sam Smith. Yeah. Who I Want to Win, Earned It, Fifty Shades of Grey, that was a phenomenal song. Ever, also everywhere, okay. Great, amazing summer hit. Writing yeah. on the wall is going to win it. Sam, Sam Smith. Smith. Yeah. Spectre. Yeah. Yeah. That's who he I won, would say as well. He won the Golden Globe. The thing is, I'm just not a huge fan of the song, and it wasn't a huge radio hit. Uh, it's very slow, ballady. I'm not opposed to slow songs. What I am opposed to, John, this is just a pet peeve, I guess, maybe, is he's off pitch in that song. And he admits that they used his scratch vocals to on the final version of that song. He didn't record it. Like he, they mm. said, oh, these are good enough. Odd. <laughs> they said, sing this so we can like uh, mix it and score it. He sends them some scratch vocals. Like this is good enough. We're using these. Interesting. Yeah. So well, you know, however you feel about that. Yeah. Production design: Bridge of Spies, The Danish Girl, Mad Max Fury Road, The Martian. Revenant. This can go several ways as well. British spies were in the Cold War. Um, Danish girl, I forget what time period that is. Mad Max Fury Road, 
apocalypse. Yeah, who knows when time, what time that is. The Martian. Uh, near future. Near future, but Mars. But in space, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Revenant. Uh, it's in the 1800s in the West. So this is the thing. Production. Oh, man. You're right. This could go numerous ways because you you wonder what is production design and you like the def or not what is it but like what the definition of like how would you define the best well okay so production design because all of these places are vastly different productions vastly different designs vastly different ideas behind them so I, I think know. I think it's gonna be Mad Max The Martian or The Revenant and I just have to put my money on one of them hmm. and I'm not you know I'm this isn't one of my strongest categories I think. I know what I would pick, Chris. What would you pick, John? I would probably pick Mad Max. Because not only... I mean, from from the production standpoint, all the vehicles, mm-hmm. they work. It's the thing, along the lines of the, you know, we're, we're talking about the Revenant cleaning up. It's true. I feel like the Revenant's going to clean up. The Revenant could make this one, too. I'm going to do the Revenant. All right. Short film animated, Bear Story, Prologue, Sanjay's Super Team, We Can't Live Without Cosmos, World of Tomorrow. Which one... Is the Pixar one Sanjay Super Team? All right, we're doing that one, and it's awesome. It was in front of a good dinosaur. It was, uh, it was awesome. Loved it. I'm gonna make make that call. Okay. Short film live action Ave Maria Day One. Everything will be okay. Shock or Stutterer? I have never not seen any of those, so I'm just gonna guess it's gonna be st- Stutterer. Okay. Sound editing. Here's where we get to some good stuff. Mad Max Fury Road, The Martian, The Revenant, Sicario, Star Wars The Force Awakens. Sicario's going to win this as well. Sicario's going to clean this up as well. That's like what you I mentioned think. Sicario on two other occasions. Yeah. Um, so you're saying that Sicario's going to be a big winner, The Revenant's going to be a big winner. Yeah, there's, there's some cool things about The Revenant, um, uh, sound editing, but not throughout the whole thing. Okay. Mm. Star Wars The Force Awakens, I mean, obviously... There's a lot of, lot of cool stuff in there. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know that it's standout. You don't leave that being like, oh, the sound editing. Yeah, I wouldn't have pointed at it and gone, that was amazing. Martian's the same way. I mean, I don't really point at that you know, as like just amazing sound editing. The, the two contenders are Mad Max Fury Road and Sicario. Mad Max Fury Road had a lot of cool stuff, and it had a lot of like, man, I mean, it did have a lot of music. I don't know. I could go that way. You could lean that way? I could, I could lean that way. You could convince me to lean that way. Hmm. There's just a lot of cool things in Sicario. Okay, this is the thing. I think it's going to win for best original score, so let's go with Mad Max Fury Road for Ooh. sound editing. Ooh, we're, uh, we're pulling uh, uh, the old switcheroo, Chris. Yeah. I had to mark one out, and uh, now I've, I've written down Mad Max. That's the thing, though. I, I think it could go to Sicario. Chris, you've made your decision. <laughs> Unless you want to switch it, you can change your mind right now. I, could, I, I have a pen in my hand. I can mark it out. Write down Sicario again. Nope. I'm going to go with Mad Max. Okay. Sound mixing, Bridge of Spies, Mad Max Fury Road, The Martian, The Revenant, and Star Wars The Force Awakens. I mean, I've seen all these. Yeah. Who's mixing? Did you, did you walk out of and think, boy, that was mixed really well? Probably I'd say Fury Road. Oh, Fury yeah, they were, they, were all, they were all mixed very well. It's either Star Wars or Fury Road. Okay. I'm going to say Mad Max Fury Road. So you haven't said Star Wars for anything yet? No. Visual effects. Ex Machina, Mad Max Fury Road, The Martian, The Revenant, Star Wars The Force Awakens. I'm going to say Ex Machina gets it. Okay. I, w- I was about to say the same thing. I, I think that that will probably win it. Writing. It's the only thing it's nominated for right now, right? Correct. Yeah, then it's probably going to get it. Writing, adapted screenplay, The Big Short, Brooklyn, 
Carol, The Martian, Room. So these are all some other media. So they were, I think these are actually all books, but they can be like, it can be a book or it could be a play or a short story or something like that. Then it gets made into a movie. That's what makes it an adapted screenplay. Right. Okay. Um, as far as the adapted screenplay goes, I'm going to say. Have you read any of the books uh, to know how well they were adapted over? No, but like I've read some things about them. Okay. I haven't personally read them. Okay. Uh, Dee Dee, my wife's reading Brooklyn right now. Okay. Uh, so she would know better on that one. Um, I'm gonna, just going to say Room. Okay. Room's going to win adapted screenplay. Writing, original screenplay. Bridge of Spies, Ex Machina, Inside Out, Spotlight, Straight Outta Compton. There are two th- ways that this could go. Okay. Actually, three. Three ways that this okay. could go. I think the three contenders are Inside Out, Spotlight, and Straight Outta Compton. Mm. Okay. Inside Out because it's just a phenomenal story. Yeah. And it's an animated movie. Like and a lot of it takes place uh, inside someone's head. Yes, just the way that they tell that story is genius. Yeah, and the fact that they have two different kind of concurrent storylines going at the same time, but they yeah. interrelate with each other in a completely inter... Like, they're completely related, yeah. but they're also unrelated. Spotlight is such an important movie mm-hmm. and topical movie that it stands alone on its own. Yeah. And then Straight out of Compton... Is you know a high profile movie, yeah. And with the 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 backlash against the Oscars for not nominating uh, black actors and actresses, and I could see the Academy going the way of Straight Outta Compton. I think I'm going to go to Spotlight. That's what's going to win this. You think this category original screenplay? Yes. All right. I'm gonna write it down. This was it could could have gone one of three ways, Chris. So you're just setting it in stone right or in ink right now on this piece of paper. Can I go back? Maybe oh, this is the thing. I, I mean, these are, so the other thing. I, let me talk through something real fast. Adapted yeah. screenplay right before this. Yes. All right. The Big Short. I so said the problem is I haven't read these books. So the Big Short. It's got some really cool pieces in it that I don't think are in the book. Yeah. And it's a pretty complicated. Uh, it's a complicated topic to story to tell. Yep. And it's a complicated story to tell in a non-wordy um, way. Have I said The Big Short for anything else? No. I'm going to take back room. Okay. Marking out room. Yep. The Big Short. The Big Short. And that's the end, John. All right. So to run this down. <laughs> this is my who I, what I think who's going to win, not necessarily who I would vote for. Best picture, Revenant. Mm-hmm. Actor in a leading role, Leo DiCaprio. Mm-hmm. Actress in a leading role, Brie Larson. Mm-hmm. Actor in a supporting role, Mark Ruffalo. Actress in a supporting role, Kate Winslet. Animated feature film, Inside Out. Cinematography, Chivo for The Revenant. Costume design, The Danish Girl. Best director, Revenant. D- documentary, Cartel Land. Documentary, short subject, Last Day of Freedom. Film editing, the Big Short, foreign language film, Thebe, makeup and hairstyle, Mad Max, music original score, Sucario, original song, Sam Smith, uh, production design, The Revenant, animated short, Sanjay's Super Team, and let me see, sound editing, Mad Max, I marked out Sucario for that one though, so that one's a toss up, sound mixing, Mad Max, visual effects, Ex Machina, 
Writing, uh, adapted screenplay, The Big Short. I marked out the room for that one. Mm-hmm. And writing original screenplay is Spotlight. I, so, I, so the Big Short is on there twice. The Big Short is on there once. Is it on there twice? Yes, it is for film editing. Yeah, I think that's right. You yeah, think right? I think it's right for both of them. I'm just going to okay. keep it with that. The I'm only one I'm, the only one I'm, I'm sticky on is the Sicario, Mad Max for, for, uh, for uh, sound editing. I'm, gonna, I'm still going to stick with Mad Max. <laughs> 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24 choices, Chris. So I have to get at least, okay, what's 60% of 24? 50 would be out. six. So we've got 24. Yeah. And 60% of that is 14. So I have to get 14. You have to get 14.4 right. of these correct. Chris. So I can only get 10 of them wrong. You can only get 10 wrong. In order to hit your expectations. To hit my expectations. To hit your expectations, you just have to get 12. Yeah. That's an easy, easy... Uh, <laughs> easy, John. Yeah, it's an easy number to think about. Not an easy percentage to get, Chris. <laughs> I'm just overconfident in your abilities. I'm super All right. confident. All right. I'm, I'm ready to I've done pretty Chris, well. Six, the last, 60%. I've gone to a, an Oscar party the last two years, and they gave away prizes for who could get the most correct. I've won it both years. You won it both years? Yes. Okay. How many, what was your percentage in each year? I don't remember that. You don't actually. remember that? No. But that's the thing. Like, most of the other people. Like, literally, you may have gotten one of them correct, <laughs> and everybody else just just missed. Yeah, most of the other people, like, weren't really paying attention. <laughs> like, I don't think to the I mean, there's like, ah, I've heard about this, but I've not seen it. Chris. Knowledge is power, John. <laughs> and you've seen a lot of these movies. <laughs> yes. This year, especially, like you saw a lot of these movies. Yeah, I mean, every year I, uh, we at least do the AMC Best Picture thing. But that, yeah, the, what was crazy about this year was that we saw all but two of the Best Picture nominees uh, whenever they were announced. It's like, whoa! Most of the time, I've seen like maybe like one or two, yeah. but I, hadn't, I haven't seen like all of them, you know, like ever before. So that's uh, it was pretty wild. Yeah, Chris, mm. that wraps up our Oscar prediction. It does. And that's it for this week's show. Yep, well. you can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. We also have Arrow on Target and Flash on Target. Check those out. Yeah. On iTunes, Stitcher, your podcast service of choice. Next week, don't know what we're talking about, but it'll be something fun. But the next week after that. Well, I know one thing we're going to talk about, oh. Chris. Yeah, we're, we're going to score be, me. Yeah, we're going to be talking about how many uh, of the percentage of these these movies you got. Yes. Your for every one I get wrong, do I get a lashing? Um, for everyone you get right, you get a high five. Ah, I like that. Okay. There it is. Cool. I like that. All right. Positive reinforcement, it not is. negative reinforcement. It is. Um, it's far more effective. <laughs> exactly. Yes. I mean, I, it makes me want to get them right now. Exactly. Because you get a high five. Uh huh. Until your hand starts hurting because we've just high fived so much. I'm actually Hopefully okay with that. Hopefully that happens. I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm totally, I, I want that to happen. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, the week after that, we're going to review 10 Cloverfield Lane. I'm super pumped about that, John. Oh my goodness. I cannot wait for that movie. Dude, I'm I, I, I was uh, I'm avoiding I'm in the the dark zone as far as trailers go. At <laughs> you've this gone point. Bla- you've gone dark. <laughs> yes, I've gone dark, and uh, so uh, I'm watching Hulu, and all of a sudden I I hear something that I think might be Cloverfield, and I immediately mute and then close my eyes. So that's awesome. Yeah, cool. Um, so uh, th- that's a couple weeks from now. Stay tuned for that. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com, on Twitter at ChrisWright250. And JohnWright777. And at StayOnTargetPod. Please subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher. Review us. We like that kind of stuff. We will be your friend forever. All the stars. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay Stay on on Target. Target.